Good evening and welcome to Dog Talk. I'm Dan Camilleri. And I'm Laura McKillop. We'd like to start by thanking Enduro for their ongoing support in bringing you our live weekly Q&A. Tonight we're fortunate enough to be speaking with Charles Williams. Charles will be picking who he thinks has asked the best question of the night and they will win a bag of Enduro high-energy food for working dogs with real kangaroo meat. Hey, Charles, how you going? Hey, good, thanks, guys. Yourselves? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, thanks, mate. Uh, feeling a bit better this week? Yeah, 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 no, mate, it was a bit, bit of a rough work last week, so, <laughs> yeah. Nah, at least, you, at least you're on the men, mate. That's uh, that's good to hear. I'll just jam this up a bit here. Mate, so how, how was your day, mate? What did you get up to today? Uh, uh, it was a uh, pretty big day. We um, we walked another way. There's from a uh, set, set of yards back to the main homestead set. Um, yeah, 20 cars. Walk, I think. Yeah, all up. So, Was it so 20Ks, you'd so, say? Yeah, it's a 20Ks, I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the dog's got plenty of work. So, it's good. Week, week off, actually. So, yeah. <laughs> and what's, what's that look like for you guys, mate? Is that, that on a horse or is that on bikes or buggies? Uh, um, so, on a horse, um, Bike was on a bike and I was on the buggy, but usually, yeah, bug and um, yeah, maybe the old horse rider, yeah. Right, and you cycle out a few dogs during that time, or they're all, all on the ground just pacing themselves? Um, but I was a bit fresh, so I had most of them out working, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're keen, they're keen to go, yeah, they would be, they've had a week holiday. Out it pretty well yeah I know. <laughs> <in the> <laughs> and um you want to tell us a little bit about yourself where you grew up and um sort of what got you to where you are today yeah. um yep yeah. no I, I grew up here at, uh riverside um station uh fifth generation here um oh great wow. grand, grandfather here, here 1912 and um, yeah, slowly, yeah, different, different pastoral holdings here. And um, yeah, my father with uh, Riverside Station, and then yeah, expanded from there. Uh, being here, my, yeah, life, I uh, went away for a little bit after I left school, did a bit of time down in Sydney at a racing stable, just yeah, mucking around. And uh, um, yeah, come back home, yeah, early 20s. I did a little bit of a stint in the um, Army Reserves for a while. Been at home ever since then. Yeah, it's about oh, 15 years now. Yeah. 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 What took you down to Sydney? Oh, just professional scene, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, just uh, and um, yeah, just something different, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah see the world a little bit. Yeah. Well, any takeaways from coming down here, mate? Uh, yeah, it's nice, nice spot, central Queensland. Yeah, it's nice. Could, no couldn't wait to get home. Yeah. Yeah, at the end. <laughs> 
Uh, awesome. And, and ever thought about, since going back home, have you ever thought about doing anything else or uh, is it always, but you you're fixated on doing what you want there now that within family business? Yeah, I was pretty fixated on, yeah, doing what I was doing here. Yeah, yeah was, when I was getting started with dogs, I was getting um, my helicopter license. I was either dogs or a helicopter um, to move down the dog path. So, yeah, so here I am. Yeah, the helicopter would have been all right too, though. Yeah, it was, it was good fun. Andrew, so. <laughs> yeah. it, you used to be a chopper, a few choppers around the, the station there? Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we used a, a helicopter now and again. And just a little bit behind or you need to clean country out. Yeah, it's a little bit quicker yeah, than being on visit a little bit. Yeah. So incorporate it in. Yeah, it's good too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, being around um, what for five generations was who inspired you to, to hang around there? Was it watching the old boy or your grandfather or? Um, probably father. Yeah, he was, he was a pretty good stockman, and so is my father. Um, but yeah, mainly my grandfather. Yeah, he sort of inspired me to hang around. And yeah, yeah, you just you don't know really what it is. Yeah, you just get that calling, and yeah, there you stay. So yeah, beautiful. Do you want to grab that one, or you want it down here? I keep going here. Keep going here. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um. Well, given um, like five, gen five generations, no, that's so cool. Just given five generations, obviously you got a few different contractors that come through here, like time to time. Mate, what what is noticeable within your family there, within the way people handle stock um, on the station now compared to where it used to be? And is it for the better? Uh, well, I think on in general, it's yeah, it's better. Yeah, it's certainly got people. Yeah, actually handle. Yeah, lost stock. Yeah, um, go yeah, a lot softer. And they, yeah, well, put a lot more education in. Um, yeah, just for that ease of management, really. Yeah. And, and what do you? Th what was some of the drivers behind that? Why they a bit, bit softer on on your stock? Was the main drive for that? Sorry. Yeah, your main drivers for being a bit softer on stock, like. Uh, just yeah, to. Get a better handle so that they're easy to handle. Handle them, trying to make them a little bit better. Um, just so, yeah. And it's more and more enjoyable, actually. Really, yeah. If you're going to be doing it for your working career, you want to enjoy most of it. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And making it softer. Was there was there any pushback from your seniors? Um, in ways that you wanted to handle stock, and you had to like kind of uh, pave away, like or show a bit of light, shed a bit of light. Yeah, uh, probably not on the family station because it's like using dogs, and he could see what um, using the correct dogs and yeah, yeah, what the benefits to the cattle were. Um, 
so I was quite pushed back. I was, I was, I was sort of allowed to, yeah, give him the rain. So, so um, yeah, yeah, probably in the area. Yeah, you, it's a little bit of pushback. Just people still like that really hard. Um, whereas I like a, probably a little bit softer. Cattle to respect you and, and yeah, they enjoy being worked by you and your team of dogs. Yeah, cool. Um, just a heads up, a refresh a couple of times now. It's still working. Cool. Um, if anyone's having some technical issues out there, can you just send us a message and let us know? Um, just so if we do have to refresh this, um, so we just had um, a viewer say that that's um, in and out for them. So if anyone else is having some issues, if you just want to flick us a quick message, that'd be great. Um, until then, we'll, uh, we might just keep going. If that's uh, all good with you, Charles. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. Sweet. So how long have you been playing around with dogs for then? serious about getting good dogs and um yeah going to training yeah training days yeah so good 12 years who was that first dog mate you you still remember it yeah he's a pretty special one uh he's no longer part i got an part pup yeah um he's registered now aspray one after his father he was, he was a special, pretty special boy. Yeah, taught, taught me a lot. What, what were some of the key things you learned off him, mate? Yeah, he was new better. He <laughs> 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 uh, was a pretty stubborn dog. Um, mainly patience, working your cattle, and that, then that little, little bit of time, being a bit patient, not trying to afford force the issue or force your dominance on them too too quickly just yeah yeah but yeah. a very powerful dog as well yeah and what about these days are you still after that same style of dog or has it changed uh it's, it's relatively the same he had you know he's you know, i have a Fair bit of bark in my team now, um, but he had to stop really doing the bare minimum. So he saved a lot of energy, I guess. But um, still, I still sort of have a bit of a mix of a team. I've got um, dogs that are pretty silent. So yeah, it's a bit like uh, yeah, you can bind them, and yeah, you can usually get pretty good results. Yeah, cool. And only Kelpies in your team, mate, or have you got some collies in there? Kelpies, yeah. Well, I've actually got the kids, Jack Russell, at the moment. I'm not trying to train it. But yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, no, only Kelpies at the moment. Yeah, got personality. I've tried a few collies in the past, but, um, yeah, no, the Kelpies, so, yeah, I'm stuck with, stuck with that. 
Yeah, absolutely. You stick with what works for you, right? Yeah, yeah, don't don't change it if it's not broken. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's okay. it. Um, so you want to tell us a little bit about your current team? Our current team, um, got uh, an old dog by my first healthy. He's, he's a lot, lot like his father. Um, got a few few other fair, fair bit of bark on command, and then I've got uh, a few wonder bugs. Dog, he's he's silent, but yeah, he's got a pretty good nose bite when he needs to. And then I've got a, a lot of young, young dogs along at the moment, so I've got a bit slack and old. And um, yeah, I had to get a heap of young dogs going here to replace. Yeah, you know, they're, they're going all right, and um, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, so that's the main thing, yeah. Cool. And you want to tell us a little bit about the country that uh, that you got there, and does it require a particular type of dog? Um, yeah, so yeah, pull Brigalow through to heavier timbered yeah, country. So, so the type of dog, yeah, you need a, a lot of K's. Um, certain for our cattle you only need we only sort of need medium strength dogs now so they don't have to be hard or anything yeah yeah but um they've got to be quite thick and light they're light on the ground yeah yeah and and you only need medium strength dogs because you've put some hard work in before or you you change the way you educated your stock yeah um Change the way in my expectations and yeah, really, yeah. Like now and again, you might need a harder dog for, for you know, a bull that's bailed up, or something. You need to put a lot more pressure on. And yeah, pretty rare, really. Yeah. So yeah, if you get get the cast dog, they don't they don't have to put a lot of pressure or or violence even on, on them to really. Yeah. Could you do your job without dogs? And, and if you could, how would that look? Oh, oh, yeah. We need a lot more people, a lot more helicopter hours. Yeah, and other dogs. Yeah. Yeah, they do a ton of that. <laughs> no, they, they save me a lot. Yeah, they save me a lot. But, yeah. I, I can't imagine uh, labour would be easy and, and just at an arm's reach all the time either. Moment, yeah, everyone, yeah, it's a bit scarce, scarce at the moment, but um, yeah, yeah, the dogs fill that board pretty well, <laughs> and turn up every day as well. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, no, I turn up with a smile usually. Yeah, that's good. And you've mentioned bark a few times about you know you got a dogs that will bark on command and some with free bark. Um, what's your opinion yeah. regarding barking with cattle? Um, yeah, uh, bark with cattle's yeah fine uh, as long as as long as it's a drive, driving. I call it a driving bark. So you're going in there that pressure, that pressure point on the cattle, and they'll 
drive that pressure back, back like the wings sort of going out like they'll drive that in with a bit of bark and it I think it's a lot and the cattle well they just respect or I find that they'll just respect it a little bit I mean they'll go in and bite them regularly um, mm-hmm. and I guess it creates a little bit of a, a ripple effect through the mob and you'll get a bit of movement sort of minimal minimal work from your dog yeah And do you want that to be free bark or bark on command? Uh, um, yeah, free, free bark. Yeah, if they're just going around, it's really no effect. But maybe that bark on command when there's that, yeah, right, or on the tail. Yeah. Yep. So maybe bark on command. What makes a good cattle dog to you, mate? Good catalogue, one that's pretty clean heading. So like you both both sides of the um, block section of your beast first. Like you know, ask that beast to pull up, respect that dog, and then either or a bark in its face. Yeah, that's I'll probably call that a good catalogue. Yeah. Yeah. And what about everyone's got a different opinion of strength? Working cattle all the yeah. time, mate, and and liking a bit of bark. What what's strength to you? Yeah, it's uh, a good question. Um, it's probably uh, it's probably that dog. Probably accepting that that pressure from your life. Yeah, just dealing with it in a calm manner, um, whether it's through bark or or that if that makes sense yeah yeah got a question here from pat watson got any any tips or tricks on getting a couple of male dogs that always want to fight with each other at work at home try and get on top of it tricks or tips yeah, um, yeah, you could work them more. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> that's a stitch up. Is he's got no money? I thought that was, might be a stitch up as well. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of a stitch up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. We'll move on, mate. Um, and obviously, you, you've mentioned a few things there you like. Um, um, how about cast? Like, you, you're casting dogs, you know, you mentioned today. You know, you walk to cattle like twenty odd k's. Are you cast? You've obviously moved them out of yards. Are you using a lot of cast at, at work, like or in just in your general day to day stuff? Yeah, with that, probably a dog or a dog that's got a little bit of a searching cast. Probably, yep. probably more. If, um, I don't, I don't. We, we don't probably don't, don't really need a, a really good. Yeah. Um, because you're usually quite close to your livestock, short distance. So I'd like a more direct, a more yep. direct cast, really. Yeah, just to go and start gathering up instead of going really wide. Yeah. So yeah, come on, it's not, not not a major for this or for here. Yeah. Yeah. 
and while we're on that, like obviously it'd be pretty warm up there in summer. So you want a dog that wants to travel pretty well, pretty good as well, yeah? Yeah. So yeah, a dog the best effect really. So yeah, they're not getting too not working too yeah, just just doing enough just to yeah, keep the mob going or yeah. Oh, yeah, they'll I'll always they'll have a heat pretty quick. Yeah. Are you working your dogs any different in summer than winter? Uh, uh not, not really. If it if you you got a heat waves, yeah, I'll try not to work work at all. Or I'll point morning or late afternoon. If you have to work cattle. Um yeah, we just carry more water really in the buggies all the yeah. 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 But yeah, carrying water in the buggies and carrying the dogs in the buggies saves them a fair bit. So yeah. 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 And so I know you've obviously bought a few dogs through auctions and stuff. Um what do you think this is a good thing for the value of a working dog and sort of where do you see it going? Uh, yeah, I think it's a good thing. Good dogs will always, yeah, drive the price and people are probably receiving a decent amount for a decent dog for the time they're putting into it. Uh, where I think not too, too if, yeah, if there's still demand out options and yeah they'll, they'll still drive drive good money yeah yeah and obviously being in queensland um i know you bought that last one through wagga um how do you go about the distance and everything looking at dogs do you find the softwares and everything good and easy to use or yeah so you you rely on a fair bit yeah on the, yeah just ringing ringing the breeder or the owner yeah, so you're relying a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And what are what are some of the main concerns? Obviously, being so far away and, and remote, when you are buying like that, like obviously you'd have you'd have a few concerns when you know, when we're buying, like you actually do have to rely a lot on somebody else's opinion. Yeah. Uh, you you spoke yeah. You are. You do wonder why, if it's such a good dog, why they are selling it. But yeah, you, you try to. Oh, you try to get a few second opinions, around a bit of homework. Yeah. Yeah. And are you looking for more of a um, a natural type of dog, or more of a trainable dog, or you like a, a combination of the two? Uh, more, more, more of a natural. For me, more of a natural dog. Yeah, something that. I don't really in just time wise, yeah, you get that bond with it and it's got pretty good sense and um yeah, natural ability. Yeah, you take take it to work and give it a um trainability. Uh yeah, if they're a bit more trainable, it's all yeah, sometimes if they're pretty trainable they'll they're not as natural. It's each to their own. But yeah, yeah I, I like quite a natural dog. That yeah, yeah you're, you're just giving an experience, really. Yeah. 
You mentioned earlier that um, you know you got a few schools and whatnot. What what are some of your biggest takeaways from those? Um, some, a lot of it was, yeah, reading your life. Oh, I get a few Neil McDonald schools and um, your livestock and what your dogs. Yeah, how your dogs can affect or expect from it. Um, yeah. And try try not to force. Yeah, upon your dog, just yeah, give it experience. And and after those those particular schools, did that change the style of dog you were after at all? Uh not. Yeah, yeah, not not really. Oh, not 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 a great deal. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's cool. Do you breed many of your own pups? Uh, the odd litter now and again. Um, yeah, I hope to breed a few more. Um, but yeah, not not at the moment. Yeah. So yeah, I'd rather yeah I'll go out and buy a pup in or two a year. Yeah, bring them up. Bring them up like that. So and how? How do you go about finding those pups that you want to buy in then? Um, yeah, I, I just, yeah. Uh, yeah, Facebook's pretty good. Yeah, you get to see a lot of videos and networking, talking to different people and, yeah, going, going to schools or dog training. Yeah, just talking to different people. Yeah, you just, you find out and, yeah, they might might have something that suits you and you try it. Yeah. Yep. Um, Karen has asked, um, when you're obviously breeding your dogs for cattle work, what are you looking at? Um, what are you looking at? What qualities and traits are you looking at for you to suit yourself? Ah, uh, for myself. Um that calm presence on the on the livestock, that calm presence, that that strength, it needs a little, little bit of strength, and just the effect it has on the livestock, not upsetting them too much, and it can actually, yeah, move, like move or attempt. Yeah, it's not, yeah, just going around being stylish and having no effect. Read, reading the flight zone and attempting to move them. Yeah, that that would be my biggest. Some of the bigger tracks, yeah, look full. Beautiful. And, and are you seeing, well, or my own thing, are you seeing those come through in the pups you're breeding? My first litters, yeah, yeah I, I did. Yeah, they, um, so they had a lot of presence, I suppose, and they had a bit of driving bark or some were more silent. So, um, yeah, you're always. Yeah, you always had either a little bit of nose bite um, whenever you needed it. So, yeah, get a team. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. How do you go about picking a pup for yourself? Oh, <laughs> yeah, good good question. Oh, I like a lot of people say pick the one you like. And then but, but I like a bolder pup to come up to you and want to be your mate. Now, I, I seem to get along with those sort of pups a bit better than chai pups or dogs. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Damon's asked, if you've kept a few pups from the same litter and they all show you something similar, how do you go about working your way through those? Oh, well, I needed every dog I had. So, like, what, did he mean in keeping them or? Yeah, so I, I know particularly uh, this fellow's got a couple of pups himself um, that he's kept. So, yeah, just working oh, his way through them. Yeah, uh, it's mainly through getting them to work and getting a bit of experience on them that, yeah, I was able to pick them that actually you got better because you put more time into it. So you usually get a bit more out. Yeah. Um, and how do you go about uh, any advice for someone uh, about to purchase their first dog or pup? Um, yeah, actually, if you can, if you got actually go to where they are, see, yeah, go and see those dogs working somewhere where they, they supply, like a dog too, that you go and actually see stock in a similar situation if you can. That would be the, one of the biggest points, yeah. Yeah. Have you used any outside size? Not, uh, no, actually, sorry, yeah, no. No, that's cool, no, because my question for that was being a bit remote, how would how would you go, like, being remote, not being able to actually just see dogs all the time? Um, obviously, you have to rely yeah. on opinion and and there's someone that's got a similar work or likes similar traits in a dog to yourself. Yeah, um, just going with dogs, what effect they have on life on, and just seeing now that person, yeah, how, how they work, work that dog, bit of a hard one being remote. Yeah, but absolutely. yeah, you got you nearly got to spend just to go and see it, I think, if you're serious about, yeah, breeding to it, yeah, yeah. And, you know, what age or, like, how do you go about starting your pups? Um, um, originally, I'd, I'd start them on wainers. It mainly sort of 6 to 12 months, nothing really younger on wainers. Uh, now I've got oh, a few sheep at home, so I'll start, I'll start the pups a bit younger on, mm. on each day. It's a little bit, little bit easier than what it was. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, yeah. What's your, what's your um, setup for that, mate? You, you just have them loose in a paddock and it's a free for all, or what? What's your ideal setup? Uh, in a, you know, an old stockyard where I live, and yeah, I'll just sort of mesh it off one. But um, I'll lay a skate for a month or so. I'm only just, <laughs> we've only just finished. So. Yeah, they, they come home for a feed, mate, or did you find them? One of the fellas found them up in a paddock, so yeah, they long walk, yeah, long walk back home. They had to get a trailer, they put them on a trailer, yeah, and card them home. They walked <laughs> them a fair way, but yeah, <laughs> so. but um, no, I, I hope to get a proper. 
a fence around, had a little paddock, five acre horse paddock to run the sheep in eventually. So, yep. yeah, yeah, at least it makes things a lot easier. Yeah. And, and when you um, put your, your young pups there on sheep early, what, what are you looking for? Um, bring that instinct out. Um, clean heading, going around, yeah, conduct themselves around, yeah, around the mob of sheep. And um, that, that's usually indication of what they're going to do on cattle as well. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing. That's just... Yeah, go around and yeah, just sort of feel that flight zone. And just try and move it, and um, yeah, just go from there. Really, yeah. And, and do you find now that you are starting on sheep and not waiting so long, like you were on wieners before, that you you expect a little bit more from them, or do you still keep patient? Yeah, some of them, the ones that start, you seem to start better. You, Expect a little, yeah. Be a bit yeah. patient with them. You, yeah, I'll probably do expect a little bit more from them now. Yeah, but yeah, you got to yeah just assess every dog, I suppose. Yeah, and take it from. And if something doesn't start, how long are you prepared to hold on to it? Oh, nothing really over that twelve months. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably when that it starts something by then yeah yeah and um how much time do you put into your training or is a lot of it done on the job once they get older oh a lot of it a lot of it's done on the job i'd like, I'd like to put more time time running but, but most of it's done on the job yeah um, so but yeah i won't have won't have an excuse so i'll be able to put more time into it <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And when it's when it's your own show, you can uh, you can afford to put a bit more time to the side, right? Yeah, yeah. No, you can sort of dictate your your morning or afternoon. Yeah. 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 No, it's not um, and <laughs> no, that's it. And having um such a lot of open space there, mate. How important is a good breaks to you? And you put much of an emphasis on it, or do you like a dog that pulls itself up? Life. Look, you still with us there, mate? Um, like a great. What, what was the question again? I didn't quite catch it. Oh, good. Bro. A stop. Like having such bigger paddocks and a lot of space there. How how important is a stop yep. or you know a, a stop or a sit to you guys? Yeah, it's not a major uh, major importance because most of the dogs like they're sort of feeling that flight zone of that animal or your mob or their own stop or sit um, mm -hmm. and then, then you can sort of bring them back, back and you can tra train, train one into them so to me it's important I'd rather they have a bit of drive yeah so when they come past, I actually want to drive them somewhere before I put a sit on a stop or yeah yeah, you can always always take them back and put a bit of a break on them. I think. Yeah. yeah. How how do you go about teaching your stop or your sit? Oh, 
usually a loud whistle and <laughs> um no, I cast them around and once I've um started to move the sheep I'll just try an older dog or young younger pup just get in between that pup and the stock and my body position first. And then yeah. once they've done that a few times, just try and incorporate. Um, yeah, look, if they go, um, you can do a lot of and So say if you're letting cattle out, out of a gate, like you'll be able to just, just keep, keep them stopped just away from the gateway. And you can get a bit of a, so you're sort of training on the job as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, I was just going to say, have you done any um, trialling at all? Being remote, it would be hard to get to a few. Uh, actually, well, it's, I've done a few, not many. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind getting into it a little bit more at the moment, so that takes priority. So, but, yeah, like I wouldn't, I'd, I'd love to do it next year. No, I'd, And what type of trialing would you like to have a crack at? Trialing, and then yeah, just maybe one day going to three sheep. Yeah, that'd be all right, I think. Good experience. Yeah. Yeah, and definitely. And obviously, you use social media a fair bit there. Um, obviously, to have a look at dogs and and see the pups coming through in different sizes. How about um? You know, you see a whole heap of videos there of, of trialling and whatnot. You ever watch any of those and take a little bit away? And and, and what are some of the biggest takeaways you think you personally get from them? Uh, yeah, I watch a few. Um, a little, yeah, you just you just see, yeah, work different dogs or different dogs how they affect how they affect the cattle and people control them really. Yeah. Yeah, you, just want, you take little tips, not too bad. Yeah. Do, you, do you ever see anything and you go, oh, shit, that looked all right, and go and try it yourself? Um, yeah, yeah I, was, I was watching uh, Lee's, yeah, like that's did a skill with kids recently. Um, yeah, yeah, the way he handled the dog, or, yeah, quite like, yeah. Yeah. And obviously, being remote, how far would you be prepared to go to a trial? Because uh, I assume there have to be a few Ks involved. Yeah. Um, oh, sort of 500K, maybe sort of half a day's drive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just, just a little yeah, drive. Like dedication, <laughs> eh? So how far, like, from, like, the major, closest major town are you then? No, we're in mining town. We're only 40 k's from Moranbar. It's a pretty big region of mining town. Yeah. And then about two hours, two hours um, from Mackay. Not, yeah, two, yeah, we're not too, too remote, but yeah, yeah remote, remote enough. Remote enough. <laughs> no, that's and, it. And being that far out, mate, what advice would you give to someone that wanted a career in the livestock industry? Especially being an employer uh, as well, I suppose. Yeah, just um, 
yeah, just get out. Have um, main thing is yeah, going to um different schools like yeah, going a lot of networking. Yeah, you, you meet a lot of people and get a lot of good networking. Really, yeah. That's okay. That's it. And um, is there anyone you'd like to see us have a chat with on Dog Talk? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think he'd be quite interesting. Um, who, who was that? Sorry, David Hart, yeah, Sean Barrett. Uh, yeah, and um, that'd be quite interesting. Yeah, those fellas, yeah, they've got a bit, fair bit of experience and knowledge. You, you just dropped out on that last bit. Who were they? Sorry. One was David Hart. Yeah, and then I missed the other one. And Sean Barrett. Sean Barrett. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah that's it. Sean Barrett, yeah. Yeah, that will, uh, we'll jot those down. Cool. Look at that. Yeah. Do it in a yeah, sweet as. Mate, we, it has been a bit patchy tonight, so we do apologise to the viewers out there. Today hasn't been a, the easiest, but we have taken a lot away um, from the chat, mate, and especially um, after last week, being a bit crook coming back, backing up, mate, we really appreciate that. Uh, that's all right, yeah, it's on it. Yeah, the other, the other Tuesday. Yeah, but no, it, was, it wasn't, wasn't that well. No, that's all good. And so thanks again for jumping on. Yeah, no, really, really appreciate that, mate. That That's awesome. But you haven't got off that quickly. Laura's got a question for you, mate. Would you yeah. rather fight one duck the size of a horse or 20 horses the size of ducks? Oh, I'd go 20 horses the size of ducks, I reckon. Yeah, that'd be easier. What, what, what was that? No, oh, I'd probably use the dogs to herd them up. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way. That, that's awesome. Mate, thanks again for your time tonight. Uh, really. Oh, actually, sorry, missed out there. Mate, there was a couple of questions there. Was there one that stood out for you and they'll win a bag of enduro? Uh, uh, there's the one um, about uh, uh, what stops. Who was that? What was the question? Sorry, you just broke up again there. Eh? I think it was um, what style or what do I for yeah, that was Karen Higgins. Congratulations, Karen. Bag of Enduro coming your way. So um, I'll get in contact with you, Karen, um, and we'll sort that out. Charles, also Bag of Enduro coming your way as well, mate, for being a guest tonight. So like I said, we really appreciate your time. No, no, you awesome, mate. Thank you very much. Nah, thank you. And uh, everyone there, please remember we learn every day and the day we stop learning will be a sad one for all of us. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Cheers, mate.